Welcome to this episode of the People People Podcast. I don't know if this recording is going to turn into an episode, actually. I'm sitting in my car. I think I started a recent episode in my car. Anyway, I'm sitting in my car in the middle of, like, the Denver suburbs. I got invited to this event at Sumac Hill Farm. It is a sunset dinner experience at Sumac Hill Farm, hosted by Laura Smedley, who started a company called Smedley Events. All right, here's why I think it could become a podcast episode. The event is not just a dinner. It is a Jeffersonian-style dinner. Uh, apparently, President Thomas Jefferson was known for hosting these dinners where he'd gather people of different backgrounds uh, together over dinner to engage in dialogue uh, to experience their common humanity. So anyway, I'm about to pull into this farm. Again, I'm in like the suburbs. I'm in like suburbia, but somehow I've pulled down this road and there's this gorgeous farm on a, on a slight hill overlooking a beautiful view. And we may be able to see a sunset, although the weather is questionable, let's be honest. So I don't know what this is going to be like. I'm super pumped. So, uh, Laura Smedley invited me to, to moderate at this event. I don't really know Laura very well. We went to coffee one time, just sort of networked together. A super cool woman. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by her and her event planning company and the way that she wants to bring people together and, and, and spread human connection in her own way. But I'm so honored to be invited. So my job is to moderate one of the tables. My job is to just sort of pose questions in between courses of gourmet dinner, uh, like a multi-course meal from a private chef. There are beer pairings, I think, from Crooked, Crooked Stave, uh, Crooked Stave Brewery, which is this cool little artisan brewery here in the Denver area. Anyway, I'm super pumped and really honored and have no idea what to expect. And so I, I kind of thought this, this whole event is about human connection. It may end up being kind of a cool podcast episode. So we're going to see. Uh, anyway, uh, if this does become a podcast episode, welcome to another episode of the People People Podcast. This is your host, Matt Matson. And by the way, the topic this evening, the topic that the whole dinner is around is legacy. What a fun topic to talk about. I'm going to ask questions like, uh, who's the person who has most influenced you? What has been your defining moment? Uh, how do you want to be remembered, right? Like, what do you want to pass on? Maybe not just physical stuff or money, but like, what, what are the traditions and values that you want to pass on? What are, what matters? What matters? What, what matters most? that you want to be known for, you want your name associated with, you want your memory associated with, what will be your legacy? Welcome to the People People Podcast. We're on a mission to spread human connection. Welcome to the People People Podcast. This is your host, Matt Matson. Thanks for being a part of this episode. It's kind of a special episode. You've already gotten a little teaser. This episode is centered around an event I attended that was... I don't know, I guess social excellence to the extreme. It was called the Sunset Dinner Experience. You're going to hear all about it. You'll even hear a little snippet during the event and a little post-game report of of how I was feeling after the event that night. And then we do a full interview with Laura Smentley, the event's host and organizer and creator and visionary. And you'll learn some lessons about maybe some key pieces of how to create meaningful connection when you gather people together. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for being a part of this episode. And thanks for being one of us, a people people. 
Thanks for being out there and smiling more and, and, and offering more handshakes and having cooler conversations that go at least one level deeper and, and building meaningful relationships and gathering people together around the things that matter to you. That's what this is about. Spreading human connection. Hey, will you do me a favor? Will you go to social-excellence.com or peoplepeoplepodcast.com? The reason I want you to do that is I want you to go to that website. I want you to click on podcast and I want you to find the, the, the entry for this particular episode. And I want you to find a link in there. I'm going to share a link to some pictures of this sunset dinner experience. There is a visual element to this story that I, I need you to experience. Will you just do me a favor right now? On your phone or on your computer, wherever you are, go to social-excellence.com or peoplepeoplepodcast.com. Those always take you to the same place. And uh, I want you to click on podcast and, and find that link so you can go look at those pictures. That website, of course, is where you can always find us. You can always find out about the ways that we're spreading human connection. That's our mission, of course. You can always find out about social excellence on a deeper level. You can read some blog posts, listen to other episodes of the podcast, you can find ways to connect with me and with our whole team. Thanks so much for being a part of this episode. I think you're going to love the the experience, taking an audio tour of the experience of this amazing sunset dinner experience that I was a part of, because it was really special. And I think you could create moments like this too. Thanks for being a part of this episode. sunset dinner experience. How do you think it's gone? Um, I think it's been really great. Uh, I love the fact that people talk um, to each other. And the whole night, I just heard people laughing and sharing stories. And this table over here cried. That's awesome. A little bit. Our table was, you put me with some folks that were uh, generationally different than me. Yes. And uh, and there were some uh, fantastic conversations. I mean, like genuinely awesome conversation moments. So thank you for letting me be a part of this. Yeah, I think um, sometimes people are scared to have those conversations with people that may be generationally different from them. Um, But if you sit down and just listen to what they're saying, um, not only can they like teach you something, but also it's um, just valuable to like let them talk, right? Like they get something out of it. Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. I mean, truly lovely. Yeah. All right, I'll ask you more questions later. This is the sing-along part. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do not. I accidentally cleared my percussion. We're just going to keep going. So this next part is a little more. 
Flashlights are coming out. The cell phone flashlights are coming out. So this is the last song of the night. As the sun was setting, this musician got up and while we were all looking at him and looking at the sunset behind him, started playing these awesome songs. This is an original talking about being the best version of yourself and that we can all get better for a better world. I don't know if you can hear this or not, but this is pretty incredible. This is about 40 strangers who have gathered together in this beautiful little spot, enjoyed an incredible dinner from a chef. And his wife was the pastry chef. She brought out this incredible dessert. And the event's coming to an end. What an incredible night. The hosting that was done by Laura Smedley was just fantastic. She took care of every detail. The setup, the flowers. There's now a, a lit path of lanterns heading out to the parking lot that weren't there before. They just showed up. What a beautiful, beautiful night. The sunset dinner experience. Well, I'm back in the podcast studio now. It's about 11 o'clock at night. I have just completed my experience at the sunset dinner experience, a Jeffersonian-style dinner full of connection and camaraderie, and I want to celebrate it. So I'm being real quiet right now because, of course, the podcast studio is really just a spare bedroom in my house, and my daughters are sleeping in the other bedrooms that are right across the hall. So you got to stay nice and quiet at 11 o'clock at night. But man, what a cool experience. I want to talk about it for a few minutes before I go to bed so that it's fresh in my mind. You know, this dinner experience, one of the reasons I thought maybe this could be a cool podcast episode is because, at least in concept, it's kind of social excellence embodied. You know, why don't we just gather strangers together to talk about important stuff? That's exactly what this was. I've said before that, you know, I feel like my life purpose is to help people gather together to talk about the important stuff of life. And, and I did that tonight. So, I'm really honored to have been asked to be a moderator for this event, and it was a huge success. Let me tell you, so as soon as we get there, you know, you 
show up and there's a man dressed in Western wear, a cowboy hat and boots and an old Western shirt. And he ushers you into the parking lot. But before he does so, you roll down your window and he, he reaches his hand in the car and shakes your hand and says, welcome to my home. His name is Tom Smedley and Sumac Hill Farms is his property that was uh, gifted down to him from his father who bought the property right after he returned home from World War II in 1947. He was a dentist in Denver and decided that he wanted to own uh, an area of land out in the country. And so the 17-acre property is just gorgeous in the middle of suburbia. Anyway, so Tom Smedley shakes my hand and says, why don't you park down there in the horse pasture and then come on up. And you walk up into this beautiful uh, kind of pasture area and there's wonderful decorations and tables set outdoors and a tent over there where the catering company is. And every table is set just perfectly, a beautiful floral arrangement all the way down the middle of the table. Every seat has a nameplate uh, set in a small piece of aspen wood and a gorgeous place setting. And and immediately somebody offers you uh, a drink and and you're welcomed. Now, I say all that to set up the environment because about five, ten minutes after everybody sort of is fully arrived, it starts raining. And of course, this could be a disaster for an outdoor event. But here's what happens. Everybody gathers underneath this tiny tent and connection happens. Nobody talked about, you know, complainingness. Nobody was whining about the weather. In fact, nobody talked about the weather. They talked about things that mattered. I mean, I engaged in two or three conversations underneath that tent that were just cool stuff, talking about careers, but not just what's your job, like what's important to you and and what do you connect over and what are the things you're passionate about. I just loved it. Uh, people of many different generations and backgrounds from all over came together. So the rain actually brought people together. And of course, the rain stopped because it's Colorado. And as everybody started to step out of the tent, everyone noticed a gorgeous, incredibly bright rainbow over the top of Sumac Hill Farm. You can't make this stuff up. And so we all sit down to start enjoying our incredible, like just, uh, I mean, wildly flavorful and, and, and intentionally local curated meal. Just, uh, I mean, this this wonderful steak with a burrata on top served over something called uh, uh, sweet pea corn. I don't know. No, it was sweet cream. For, I don't, I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember that fancy stuff, but it was just incredible. And every, every morsel was, was wonderful. But something I noticed was that these tables, we didn't talk much about this incredible food. We were talking about the topic at hand, legacy. Now I was sitting at a table of, folks from different generations. Uh, there was someone who was probably in their 50s or 60s, someone who was probably in their 70s, and people that I know were in their mid to late 80s, and even somebody who was turning 90 uh, sometime soon. And I'm 41. And we talked about legacy and what an incredible topic, what a gift for me to be able to talk with these folks about the legacy that they feel like they've left for their family, that they're actively working very hard to make sure that their family understands and matters to their family and to their community. It was just a, a beautiful, beautiful conversation. And 
I want to just give a shout out to Laura, who I hope to talk to maybe to round out this whole podcast episode, but she took a risk. You know, there's every reason that this shouldn't happen. I'm sure it's one, one thing to dream and say, Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful in today's, you know, in this day and age, if we could just gather strangers together and serve them a nice meal and ask them to engage in important conversation. But I don't know. A lot of people would say, nah, people won't be into that. Or (laughs) what if it rains? Well, we know what happens if it rains. And as it turns out, people are into that. I think people are craving this. I think people are craving intentional opportunities to connect. I think people feel the disconnection. They feel the disconnection with their neighbors and their coworkers. They feel the disconnection between generations. Even in their family, they feel disconnection. And I think people are craving intentional moments where we break, we break the scripts of our normal everyday life. We break, we break our normal routine. We even break the decorum that we're used to and enter into something that feels special where we are trying to connect and trying to share what matters. Congratulations to Laura Smedley, the organizer of this wonderful event, an unforgettable event, an event that I'll be telling stories about for a long time because it represents what social excellence is about. Taking a risk, taking a risk for social benefit, trying uh, in ways that are maybe uncomfortable or beyond the norm to bring people together to talk about the important stuff of life so that we all might grow, so that we all might become better. We all might become more human. Hey, sorry to interrupt this episode, but this is Matt Matson, your host, and it's time for a commercial break. But here on the People People podcast, we don't do commercial breaks. Let's call this an uncommercial break. Instead of listening to a commercial about some mattress or some food delivery service, which I'm sure are fantastic, I'd like you to listen to this message from a friend of mine who is a part of an organization, a part of a group of people who have gathered together to make the world better. Please consider supporting this wonderful unsponsor, this incredible partner, this incredible group of people who are out there in the world doing social excellence. I'm Alex Fountain, and I'm lucky enough to work at one of the coolest places on earth, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Matt Matson and his team of social excellence educators and changemakers have partnered to help support St. Jude for years. I don't know if you know, but they're kind of a big deal. But more importantly, we appreciate each and every one of them for supporting the kids of St. Jude. We also love the listeners of the People People podcast. You all are people striving for human connection to drive great impacts in this world, and that's what we need. We believe in social excellence. We believe in the power of handshakes and relationships to change the world. That's how St. Jude was founded, and it's how we thrive. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is leading the way the world understands, treats, and defeats childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. Our purpose is clear, finding cures, saving children. So if you're a people people, join the St. Jude mission by visiting stjude.org. So I got Laura Smedley with me. Thanks for 
Thanks for joining me via Skype. I'm glad we figured this out. We live not too far from each other, and I couldn't figure out a time to for us to actually have coffee and sit down next to each other. So thanks for joining me this way. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So this event uh, was now, we're a little ways out. Was that like a week and a half, two weeks ago that that happened? It's two weeks ago as of Saturday. Will you just, for the benefit of the listeners of the People People podcast, will you do me a favor and just tell everyone the story of the event, what your vision was, and maybe how it came together or how it didn't, if it didn't? Yeah. So my family lives in Centennial, Colorado. My grandfather purchased 12 acres of property in 1947 when he came back from World War II. That property ended up being where my dad grew up. We have horses. My dad does the farming as well. And then we really just wanted to have opportunities to share this property that we have with others, but do it in a way that created meaning and allowed people to connect with each other. My best friend actually got married on our property last September. And during the wedding, there the sunset happened, which the sunset happens every day. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes when you when you see something all the time, it loses maybe a spark or a uniqueness. But I had just quit my job and started a company and moved from Texas back to Colorado. And so I just had a different lens um, and how I was looking at things. And so this sunset happened during my best friend's wedding. And it kind of sparked this idea of how can I use the space that we have, which is beautiful, and share it with others. And so the sunset dinner was created, right? Just because I saw a beautiful sunset. Yeah, yeah. And it was in a very emotional and fun setting. So we started to put together the concept just based on a farm to table dinner, which is not uncommon. There's lots of places around the country and the world that do farm to table dinners. Um, As we were developing the concept, I came across a Jeffersonian dinner which Jeffersonian dinners are basically purpose-driven conversations. They come from Thomas Jefferson, who is known for gathering people together around a table and having conversations that allowed people to discover their common humanities. So I decided that that was the purpose that was going to be behind the Sunset Dinner. So we kept the beautiful farm-to-table dinner concept because I think people want to always eat a good meal and have a few good beverages, but we added in the purposeful purposeful conversation. And I think that's what makes this event so special. And I think what hopefully sparks that energy for you to go home and talk about or record your experience from the event, because people actually sit down at a table and they have a moderator, which is what you participated as. And the moderator guides them through a conversation that's centered around a specific topic. They're given the topic beforehand so that they can be prepared. And they're coming in with kind of an expectation that they're going to be sharing something about themselves or sharing a story with others. Most of the time, they're going to be sitting at a table with strangers. But I think the purpose is that, you know, we can gather people of all different backgrounds together at one table and have a conversation that actually connects us and allows us to think of things in a different way. 
I want to I want to compliment you on on a bunch of different things, but maybe I'll lay it out in uh, uh, in a few specific a, a few specific areas. So first of all, like you said, anybody can have a farm to table dinner, right? Like that's something that happens at restaurants and events and you know things all over. So great that that was a that was a special part of it. But I think uh, I think I want to compliment you number one on taking a risk. Uh, I got to believe that there was some level of anxiety or nervousness or uh, fear of failure when you you saw the sunset at your at your best friend's wedding and you thought, "Oh man, this would be what a cool thing to to do." Uh, and that's a fun idea in the moment and then once it comes down to uh, okay, well, I got to make this real and I got to get people here and what if nobody shows up? And I got to believe some of that stuff uh, came up for you. Is that is that real or is that not something you dealt with? Oh, that's every day, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that especially when you put a lot of passion behind something, yeah. um, it becomes very personal, right? Mm-hmm. So I have become passionate about this. And it's hard to be able to share that passion with others without the idea of failure or fear of not being accepted, right? Yeah. Um, they, I think that's part of like my personal growth and how this event can help others to grow in that space as well. So like I have a I have a huge fear that nobody is going to show up. I have a huge fear that nobody is going to buy tickets, right? I mean it's yeah. not a it's not a cheap endeavor to put on an event. Um, yeah. and it's not a cheap endeavor to put on an event where you're building a kitchen outside and you have very nice tables and decor and you want to make this space as beautiful as possible so that people feel comfortable and feel special so that they can be more open to having those conversations with other people. But I, I think like every time I do one of these dinners, I walk away feeling like like I gave something, gave a piece of me to somebody else. They got to one, share in like what my family history is about in the space that we actually live. But they got to share in something that's probably deeper, which is like people having real conversations. Yeah not feeling like you're just showing up at some event or some networking group and you're asking surface level questions and you're barely getting to know people. Yeah. Um, like I I want people to like walk away from this event and be like, I never shared that with somebody else. Like I never thought about legacy that way. Or I never thought about my gratitude that way. Yeah. Um, to me, that helps me temper my fears and my anxiety of like, is this going to be successful? Because I've seen it happen and I've seen it work. Yeah. So you said I want people to walk away and think I've never, I've never, whatever, right? Like I've, I've never had these thoughts. I've never looked at the world this way before. And I think that's maybe the second thing I want to compliment you on. So the first one was taking the risk. Uh, the second thing is intention, and that may be a bit cliche to even talk about, but the level of intention behind this event was so obvious to me as as somebody who goes to a lot of events, but also maybe just as an, an attendee, like every detail was thoughtful. Every, every the way you set up the tables, the table setting, uh, where the tent was, uh, the which direction we were facing, obviously, but like the, you should tell everybody about the parking lot attendant. I mean, everything was intentional and thoughtful, not like just to make it special or pretty, Every detail was intended to create conversational moments. And even 
when disaster strikes a sunset dinner experience and a rainstorm comes in, we still like the the intention of having the tent and you had backup tents. Laura, I don't think I didn't see you pulling the backup tents out from behind the bushes to set up even more tent space. Like so much intention and preparation and organization, but all of that was in a direction to create connection, to create an opportunity, no matter what, for people to engage in the topic and to engage in ways that they didn't normally engage in. So I wanted to I wanted to really talk about the, that intention. Will you comment on a couple of those little nuggets that I, I just dropped? Maybe the tents, yeah. maybe the parking lot attendant. Well, that's I, honestly that's super humbling, and I am so grateful that that comes through, right? Because I think that's my that's my hope is that those things come through and come through in a way that aren't always obvious too. Um, yeah. You probably have a better eye for events than a general person mm-hmm. um, because of your experience. But I think from like as an event person, those things are super important to me. I want that to drive the experience for people versus, um, you know, maybe having the fanciest meal. The fanciest meal is very important, but I think yeah. all the details are too. I'll tell you a couple of funny stories that relate to what you're asking me. One is I'm a huge believer that you should never look at the weather until like three or four days out because it just causes unnecessary anxiety, right? Yeah, yeah. But my parents are not event people. So for two weeks leading up to the event, my parents would ask me every single day, so what's your backup plan? What are you doing if it rains? How are we going to have, how are you going to have this dinner if it rains outside? Yeah. And I just kept telling them like, you guys focus on what you have to do. Let me focus on what I have to do. Yeah. So to explain more about what happened at the event, I watched the weather the entire day and there, there were some blips of rain, but I thought, I thought it was going to totally pass us. Um, so we set up the event, set up the tables, everything was ready to go. Guests started arriving at six o'clock and at about six Oh seven, I'm just going to, Throw that yeah. out it started a storm was rolling in it started to get really windy and then all of a sudden it started sprinkling um and i was like well maybe it'll pass us maybe it won't get worse and then it really started wasn't torrential downpour but it started raining where it's not comfortable to stand in or sit in so i did have some small pop-up tents as backup so we popped those up and I invited everybody to come and stand next to the chef and watch him cook the first course and share some drinks uh, with other guests that maybe they wouldn't have met if they only sat at their table. And then we called an audible with the chef and we decided that the first course we were going to do underneath the tent while everybody was standing. And we just kind of reworked the size of the uh, portion of the first course so it was easier to eat while standing. And our wait staff did an amazing job of grabbing all the forks, drying them off, and walking around with plates of Brussels sprouts and a fork. I'm sure the bartender had everybody's drinks refilled while I'm pretty much walking around apologizing to everybody that I'm making <laughs> them stand up while they eat their first course. But the, a couple beautiful things happened in that moment when when it was time to finally pull the trigger and set up those pop-up tents so that we had more room for people to stand, 
like three or four different people that were guests, like help set up the tent. And then the chef had to move his oven a little bit more into the tent. One of the guests helped the chef move his oven two feet into the tent. So it wasn't, it didn't have any rain that was getting on it. I mean, those are moments where like people are coming together. Like they paid money to come to this event, but it was about people like connecting and having conversations where like everybody pitched in to make the experience better. And then when we finally, the sun came out, the rain went away, right? When people finished their Brussels sprouts and the sun came out and then all of a sudden there was this beautiful rainbow. Yeah. And like, you literally can't pay money for that. Yeah. (laughs) There's no like event decor that can replace like a true rainbow. Yeah. So then it it was like, it was meant to be, right? Like you have moments with events, whether they're outside or inside, like there's disasters that are going to happen for an event. And it's all about how you can take that opportunity to make the experience better for your guests without like creating chaos or panic. And I think that happened there that night. I think people had conversations and met new people and the rain was meant to be. And it happened because everybody knew why they were there. I mean, I think that's, you know, when when we talk about intention, it's about all those details. It's about the tents. It's about the, the table settings. But the reason the the rainbow was magical, I mean, everybody could have turned around and been like, neat, rainbow, cool. Like, when is this darn event starting? Like, I'm so wet, right? Like, everybody could have been angry. But the the magic happened before the rainbow. The magic happened when everybody said, we're here for a reason. So let's move the oven for the chef. Let's Let's get out the tents. Like, that's why we're here. And it's funny, I felt zero negativity or ill will or grumpiness from anybody. And... To your point, I had cool conversations with people I wouldn't have had conversations with because that happened and because all that was set. Anyway, so you took a risk. You were really intentional. And I think maybe maybe a third thing to compliment is your understanding of space. So um, um, maybe um, maybe it's obvious to you at this moment, but I want to I want to share like for me the lessons that I learned that I would share with other people who are listeners of the podcast who want to bring people together intentionally. Yeah. And I got to believe, and I think you would agree, that there's no reason anybody couldn't just do this, right? Couldn't put together yeah. a Jeffersonian dinner experience of their own in, in whatever way, right? So I think the third thing to compliment you on is obviously space. The space you know, came into your family decades ago, but you saw it and realized that this was, this was a special space. This was a space meant for people to come together. This was a space where little magical moments could happen. And you use that space so well. Everything from, I mean, this is, it's literally, an, it's, it's a farm in the middle of the suburbs. Uh, I may have commented on that in a, on a different part of this episode, but I mean, literally you drive through suburbia and then boop, like you're out in the country. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how the country shows up in the middle of the suburbs because it doesn't belong there, but it's a wonderful, wonderful space. And you understood that. And you understood that this was a place that, that people would feel that it was special. And so they might act a little special, right? Like that, that's how I felt. And maybe that's how I behaved. As soon as I showed up, I had a big smile on my face. And I saw the parking lot attendant with his hat and the whole get up. And then I saw like, I mean, everything about it was just so, so special. Like really, 
a place that you wouldn't normally find in your everyday life. It felt like a little magical wonderland. Yeah, and the so the parking attendant is my dad. <laughs> he is a city cowboy. We have horses, and so my dad teaches horseback riding lessons to kids and adults and anybody who comes. So he loves to welcome people. That is kind of his what what he has been blessed with is just yeah. way to like be a very warm face when people first meet him. So he is always my parking attendant slash doorman slash greeter. I think that's really important when you think about, like, you are very correct. Anybody can do this. This is not something that is takes a ton of talent or a ton of experience. But if you have the right tools, like thinking about when a guest walks up through your door, when a guest walks up to a sunset dinner, the first thing I want them to experience is being welcomed. So having somebody that is smiling and, you know, shaking their hand and asking their name or asking them something about themselves to make them feel comfortable. That's the most important piece is making people feel comfortable so that all of those barriers that we put around us every day that prevent us from opening up to people can be washed away. And so just like you said, like, you walk into the space and it's open and you see the blue skies and you see kind of, you know, rolling-ish hills. Like that makes you feel safe and it makes you feel comfortable and it makes you feel like, like I just got transported into a place where like I'm prepared to have this conversation about legacy or I'm prepared to have this conversation about whatever topic it is. And I'm like excited to learn something new. I hope our listeners will go to First of all, follow your company on Facebook or Instagram. They can see pictures there. And I'll put a link on our website for this episode so people can find it directly. And I'll give you a second to, to plug your plug your company here in a minute because I think the event, the Sunset Dinner experience, my sense is that that is a, it's a manifestation of what you hope every event you do is about as an event planning company. I'd, I'd love to hear if that's real. But maybe the, the fourth thing that I really want to compliment you on Again, number one, taking a risk. Number two, the level of intention you put behind this. Number three, your understanding of space. And number four, and this will be the last one, but number four is how personal this event was for you and how personal it was, I think, for everybody involved, but but because it was personal for you. Your dad was the parking attendant. That might be one way that it was personal. It's on your family farm. You took a, you took a risk to host it there. That's another way to make it personal. But But more than all of that, I think when you stood up and sort of welcomed the guests and, and made comments uh, between courses, this wasn't a, a prepared speech. This was you. Uh, this was so, I don't know a, another word to use except vulnerable. It was you just saying, you are welcome here. And I, I brought you here together. And I'm so grateful that you're here with me. Now let's do what we came here to do. Let's, let's, let's be real with one another. Let's engage in a real way. And that just felt so personal. And, and everything about this felt like it was your identity and your personality uh, sort of coming to life in, in an event moment. And I, I wonder if that's how you feel about it. So the, the first one that I did, I actually started crying. Uh, yeah. So the first dinner, it was just like, you know, when you work on something so hard and you yeah. have a decision and you're like, it finally happened. Yeah. <laughs> I started talking about my grandparents, 
and what like the space that people were in and the farm and the story. And I just started crying and I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Why are you crying? But I think that like what you said is, is true that there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. And I do write a script and I do kind of outline, like these are things that I'm going to say in between each course, but I never actually read it. And I never actually follow the script exactly. Yeah. And I think that's part of like, I want to show, I want to set the tone for the vulnerability myself so that others can feel that it's okay to be in that space as well. Because it's scary. Like, it's not easy to be vulnerable. It's not easy to, like, have a real conversation about, like, legacy was the topic for the dinner. So it's it's not easy to have a conversation about, like, what legacy means to you because it can mean so many different things. And it can yeah. be personal for a lot of people. And I was asking people to share something personal about themselves with other people. So if I didn't do that myself, it would be hypocritical, right? It would be false. Like it wouldn't feel like I was doing something that was authentic is a very trendy and tricky word, I think. But like, that's what I really wanted to feel like. I wanted to feel authentic and I want people to feel like it was worth it to stand in the rain for 20 minutes and that it was worth it to give up a Saturday evening doing something else that probably is more important to their life. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm really glad that that came through because um, that is that is my intention. And I think that's the most important part of this event, but I think it's a really important part of other events too, um, that people want, like people are craving to feel like they're heard or that their opinions matter. And I don't think we have, we give, we give each other enough space to do that in our everyday life. People are desperately craving to be heard and to feel like they matter. And there isn't, people don't even sit down to dinner together to talk about this anymore, right? Like this, there's so much special about this event that we sat down with the intention to talk and to talk in a way that everyone would be heard and that everybody's opinion and point of view and life experience would be valued at that table and that we would collectively just revel in the moment of that happening because that in itself is so special. Uh, I love that you did this. I love, love, love that you invited me and asked yeah. me to participate. Uh, uh, it was such an honor for me to be a part of your event and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful. Laura, will you tell everybody about your company, about maybe if you're interested, uh, share the website and, and yeah. your, where, where people can find you on the internet? Yeah, so um, my company is named Medley Events. My website is medleyevents.com. And all the information about the Sunset Dinner is on my website. I work with clients in a variety of industries to kind of enhance their events and their marketing and fundraising efforts. And you are right on the point when you say that I want to help people make intentional events or make decisions about their events that creates intention and creates connection, whether it's a meeting, whether it's a conference, whether it is a fundraiser, or even a personal event. I had a quinceanera a couple months ago. Cool. Um, and there was parts of that event that 
were so beautiful just and created connection. And it was just a quinceanera. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. And I produce events on my own, like the sunset dinner that I think matter. And I think will make a difference one small event at a time. So yeah, thank, thank you for coming to my event. Thank you for participating. I, I don't know if you shared this with your, with the podcast already, but I gave you what I thought would be an interesting table of folks that were older in their years, more experienced in their years. But I, I like had this feeling that you were the perfect person to lead that table. And so I'm really thankful that you were, that you were there and able to participate. Yeah. Thanks. It was a wonderful table. I, it was honestly, uh, it was a blessing for me to be just in the presence of, of that wisdom and, and folks who were, you know, uh, at least 20 and in some cases 40 plus years older than me. It was just such a cool, it was a cool experience and one that I honestly I treasure. Like that that was part of what made it really special for me because it wasn't what I expected, Laura. That was uh yeah. I, you know, I expected, you know, a bunch of a bunch of hipster uh, you know, young people or or you know, maybe people my age, uh, maybe sitting around in you know cool looking clothes and fedoras and uh, mm-hmm. and there was some of that but this was just such a different twist for me that table and that group of that group of just wonderful humans Laura thanks thanks for this thanks for this conversation and thanks for letting me share this story on our podcast you know this podcast is about uh, human connection it's about the ways in which people are out there in the world gathering people together intentionally and on purpose uh, for a reason uh, because I think that's that's the one thing that we can do consistently to make a difference in the world. And uh, that event that you did is an excellent example of it. Uh, and I'm, I'm so, again, so grateful to have been a part. Thanks, Laura. Yeah, thank you, Matt.